Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bosey. Very glad you could join me today. I want to talk about social media a little bit more. I talk a lot about that on this podcast, and that makes sense, right? Because it is a key component of any content strategy. But when you talk about social media, you've got to talk about Facebook. Facebook is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Uh, and what I got on my mind today is something that's been brewing for a while, which is that, you know, there's, there's some trouble coming for Facebook. And it may not be right away today, this month, this year, but you can see the very beginnings of it right now. And the trouble for them is regulation. Regulation is coming for them. And it's going to be a problem for them. It's going to make them function differently. Now, they have maintained all along, Facebook has, that they are a platform, right? Just a means for people to connect, that they are agnostic, that they're just the plumbing, if you will. But in reality, Facebook is a media company. They are a publisher of content. Yes, it's usually you and I who are creating the content, but they are a publisher, a media company. And the reason that I say this is that, look, as soon as you apply an algorithm, you are making editorial decisions. And they are not naive about this distinction, right? They do this for a very particular reason. If you're a platform, you have no responsibility, right? You're neutral. But if you're a media company, you are responsible for what you publish. And look at what this has led to, right? This neutral company, Facebook, allowed Russian ads to infiltrate our election process. And why not, right? Those folks, the ones who were trying to do this, right? They were paying customers to Facebook, right? They were paying to run micro-targeted ads. And yes, the others are guilty too, Twitter and the others. So why pick on Facebook? Well, here's the thing. They've got over 2.4 billion people on the platform, and it's expected that they'll have literally half the world's population on the platform within the next few years. This is crazy, unbelievable growth. So what they do by force of sheer scale matters a lot, right? So uh, recent stats are 2.07 billion monthly active Facebook users, and that's in Q3 2017. And check this out. 1.37 billion people on average log on to Facebook daily, (laughs) right? Daily, 1.37 billion people log on and are considered what's what's called in in the business daily active users or DAUs. Let me source this data. I put a link in the show notes if you want to see this. And here's the thing, sheer size, right? Sheer scope, scale, all of that. Uh, that's why I'm sort of singling them out as sort of, you know, the representative in all this. But also, here's the other thing. Their ad platform is incredible. Their micro-targeting allows you to winnow down to exactly who you want to reach, not just by demographics, right, which was the only tool in a traditional advertiser's toolbox, but also based on likes, dislikes, and the strength of those emotions, all measured by the data trail that you leave with every interaction on Facebook. Even your scroll speed is being measured. In other words, there's nothing you do on the platform that's neutral. 
Every single click is being tracked, every gesture being monitored, and then it's all being served to whomever wants to pay to reach you. Those algorithms are written by people. They have a clear intent. They are editorial decisions. Facebook is a media company. I don't care what they say, what they're trying to avoid. They are a media company. And yes, this is different from a publisher, uh, journalism, a newspaper, uh, any other media company who curates the content, pays for it to be produced. Facebook instead gets contributions from you, from me, for free, right? They're not curating that, nor are they curating the ad content that's been created. What they are curating is who they show it to and all the little gears that work behind the scenes to make that happen. So what we get then, right, is these nefarious forces rotting our democracy from the inside, a Trojan horse filled with hate bots unleashed on the most gullible of us, infected the election, poisoned the process. And the fact that this administration and Congress are doing almost nothing about this will be looked upon by historians as the beginning of the true structural downfall of our nation, unless we stop it now. And I do believe this will happen. Regulation is coming. It's going to be important. (laughs) And it's going to change Facebook a lot. And if for you, your business, whatever, right? If this is a primary means of connecting with your customers, you're going to want a plan B. And you may feel like this is a ways off, but it's better to start now. There's a great writer who I follow. His name is Umer Haq. Uh, he writes a lot about this, uh, and his contention is that companies are that are purely extractive are going to get punished. There's going to be a reckoning for each of them. You've seen this happen with Uber so far, with all the tumult that happened recently with, with their company, for good reason. And the same thing is going to happen for Facebook and probably Google, and you might see this with Apple, the other big tech companies who have kind of tried to stay out of the fray, saying connection above all is what we value, it's a virtue, uh, and turning a blind eye to all these other things that have happened. And look, Uber just got punished big time. Good. Facebook is next. So what I want to talk about today is really some things that you can do about it and particularly how it affects your business because Facebook has been a miracle to a lot of small businesses. It's a way for you to, to connect with your customers, your prospective customers, to have a place on the web where you know you know that, that 2.4 billion people are going to be on. The ad platform has been a miracle to small businesses because you can target exactly who you want to reach for your small business. Right, That can be by a certain demographic, fine, but it can also be locally as well so that you don't have to waste money on ads that are being spent uh, showing it to people who are not in your hometown or your home city or whatever. But there are some things that you can do about this, uh, the coming changes, um, and it's not a bad idea to get into these practices now, right? So the first thing that I would say is when you're using Facebook, uh, whether you're a business or personally, right, put on your Facebook glasses. I don't mean this to be didactic because I do this myself. 
make the same mistakes, right? Because it's easy to get fooled by these platforms. We think they're a connection platform. We think it's social media, but Facebook is an ad platform. Try to see everything through that particular type of lens and realize that it's not what your friends say, right? That's why you're there, right? To see pictures of your friends, kids, keep up with your family, whatever. You think that's what you're looking at, but really the purpose of you being on the platform is so that Facebook can sell you ads. Now, if you let that affect the way you interact on Facebook, it informs your activity, your actions, right? It will change your behavior somewhat. And think about this. This motive... The ad motive introduces some perverse incentives. They want to keep you on the platform at all costs. So every piece of the user experience is devoted to that, right? It's done to sort of fool you so that you don't feel like that that's the case, but it is. So what are they going to do about that, right? They're going to spark outrage. They're going to feed you a constant diet of things that they think you like so that you will keep scrolling. They're not likely to present you with a contrary opinion unless, of course, you've shown via your data trail that you'd like to get worked up and fight back and have discussions and all that. If that's the case and it keeps you on the platform, you're going to get more of exactly that. You're going to be in a constant state of anger or upset. If that's your entertainment, fine. Facebook will reward that instinct. But to me, in either case, positive or negative interactions, this is what you're going to get, right? The goal here is not to serve you, but to serve the people who are actually paying for Facebook, and that's the advertisers. If their goal is to keep you on the platform, neither one is really that good for you, right? You're either wasting time, and I should probably qualify that, right? Connecting with your family and all that is not wasted time, but you get it. It's like television, right? It gets to be a passive sort of thing. But you're either sort of wasting time, scrolling, whatever, or you're in a constant state of upset. And <laughs> look, neither one is really a good place to be, right? It's, but it's not about your priorities. It's about theirs. And when I look at this, for at least for myself personally, as far as well-being goes, there are studies that now show that happiness levels go down significantly after using these platforms. I've noticed this myself and, you know, it doesn't matter what amount of time I spend, whether it's two minutes, like a quick check-in, 10 minutes, or God forbid, 30 minutes on Facebook. In either case, however much time I spend on Facebook, I'm less happy than when I started. And that's not very good, is it? I mean, so the only thing that I can do about it is to not use Facebook as much, right? And I don't really have another way to control that except not to open it as much. Right? So on your home screen, on your smartphone, don't put the app on the front page. Put it on the second or third page. You know, Don't have the tab in your browser open up automatically. I got to put these controls in place. Right, If I know that the outcome is going to be that I won't feel as good, then I got to do that. Right? It would be the same thing as anything else. Right? Suppose I sit down and eat a bag of potato chips while watching the basketball game, right? Then I feel awful afterwards or the next morning. It's not going to make me feel good. Then at some point, I'll make the connection and eliminate or at least reduce that activity that's causing me harm. It's the same thing for sugary snacks or alcohol or whatever whatever else is an indulgence. Uh, Facebook is the same. It's just like anything else that you put into your body, right? Food, your digestive system has to deal with it, has to process that. Media is the same. Your mind has to deal with that. It has to manage your moods, your hormones, your endorphins. And if you're constantly putting this stress on your body, I mean, stress 
is what's going to keep you on the platform, right? The things that provoke some sort of response in you. It can be happiness, satisfaction, rage, upset, it doesn't matter. But in any case, your mind has to deal with this. And the studies are showing that mostly the effects are negative. Okay, but I know you might say, but I have to use it for business. I have to use Facebook for business. And yes, I get that. Look, I teach this. I think it's an important tool. So what does this mean for Facebook and your business? What can you do to prepare yourself for the coming trouble? Well, first of all, organic reach in general on Facebook business pages are down and they continue to be governed down more and more because Facebook wants you to pay for ads. So if you're using a Facebook page as a primary connection tool with your customers, you're already have, having trouble reaching them. And what happens when they get super regulated? That's going to go down even more. So ask yourself, right, does your business completely rely on this channel? And if that's the case, you need a backup strategy as soon as possible. The flood is coming here and things are going to change. We can see it. The early signs are there. This regulation is coming. And look, I know it may not be in the next few years during this administration, which is openly hostile to regulation, not to mention the FCC's awful chairman, Ajit Pai. But it is coming because people are not going to stand for this. Whether Facebook and the others opt in or it's forced upon them, you're going to see a change. The way that this platform and other social platforms function is going to be markedly different. So what might that look like? Well, there's the possibility that when the shit hits the fan, fewer people overall are going to be using Facebook. With all the studies of happiness that are coming out or whatever, it's a logical potential outcome. Not to mention that the younger demographic has already left, right? Gen Y and even millennials, though it's still a core part of Facebook's demographic, but they tend to see Facebook as where the old people are, right? If they're not weaned on Facebook, if they don't grow up with it, they don't care about it, that whole demographic is out. And those who already market to them know that. Ask them about it. And you'd better have another way to reach them then, right? If your business hinges on reaching Gen Y, for instance, you'd better diversify. Facebook, for all its power, made us lazy. It was too easy. It was too central. And you're going to have to pay to reach people. And look, that's already the case with Facebook pages. And that, in the future, will be the same with Facebook Live, Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram, right? All these other Facebook properties. Facebook is an ad platform, nothing more. It's how they get paid and they've gotten used to great returns. You think they're going to give up on that? I don't think so. And if you have faith in their ability to innovate past this, think again. There's a great quote from The Attention Merchants by Tim Wu. I'll leave a link for you in the, in the show notes because it's a great book. But here's the quote about Facebook and innovation. In business... Invention is often said to be overrated as compared with execution. Perhaps the best proof of this idea yet to be offered by the 21st century is the success of Facebook, a business with an exceedingly low ratio of, of invention to success. They're not innovative, right? Read the book for more on this because it's just saying, look, they took an idea that was already out there, people connecting with one another and capitalized on it. Good for them. That's capitalism, right? But they're not innovative. They just execute well on others' ideas. Instagram stories, for instance, right? Stolen. 
stolen well, but stolen. And that type of thing, stealing others' ideas, is probably not a great long-term strategy because innovation will come back to bite you. Now, the other big thing I think you're going to see is that you're going to have to disclose in a more obvious way when something's been paid for. And look, this is technically already an FCC requirement. Uh, and hence, you'll see on my site, for instance, I'll always mark where something is an affiliate link. Uh, even if I get paid a very small amount and think sometimes that's pennies for an Amazon affiliate account, uh, if you purchase something that I recommend, I still have to disclose that. And this will likely have to be more obvious um, as the regulations come. And look, that means it's going to be harder to earn trust in the initial stages, right? So think of what we use Facebook ads for right now, the awareness phase, a handshake. Hi, we're a business who does such and such. Nice to meet you. I'm targeting you with an ad. And if I've got to be a lot more obvious about that, which I think is a good thing, then think about that. It's not going to be the same as if I came to you on my own or I came to you via word of mouth recommendation. It's going to be attached to an ad. It's going to be obvious. And it's not to say that you can't earn trust with good, solid, compelling content. However, that ad is going to be it's going to tinge the relationship a little bit. It's going to make it a little bit harder. The hurdle is going to be a little bit tougher to jump over. All right. I think I'll stop there because I've gone long already. It's a huge topic. There's no way I could cover it all. And it's going to be changing fast. So be on the lookout for, you know, just the, the way that this, this whole thing is playing out. I left links in the show notes for you so that you can follow some of the basics of it. But look, the upshot here is to double down on all the things that make you good at business in the first place. Create great content that's actually useful and unique to you. Get close to your customers. Delight them every day. Make it easy for them to talk about you to others. And all those things are done with content, and that's why you need a content strategy. So look, if you're listening in an app Go to controlmousemedia.com to learn more. That's my site. I've got tons of free help. I've got some inexpensive help. And yes, I do have the expensive one-on-one -on -one training for you if you're ready for that too. Whatever you choose, I would love to help you. Thank you, as always, for your attention. I really appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next episode.